Her stomach dropped as she took the letter and turned it over in her hands, glancing past the word urgent, written on it to see the return address. The last urgent letter she'd received had not been good news. A month after her parents had died, Finn had done the same thing, run all the way past the post office with a similar envelope, marked urgent. Bank of Chicago, she'd read at the time, and her memory reached back to the banker she'd met with over a month ago. Her parents had died in an accident and hadn't prepared a will, leaving her and her twin sister, Suzanne, with the business. Suzanne had left long ago for southern Arizona territory, near Tombstone, with her new husband, James, and Sadie had been running the bakery on her own for quite a while. But when her parents died, she'd also found out that they hadn't been as good at managing finances as they had been at baking, and the mortgage was way past due. Her heart clenched as she remembered that conversation. Mr. Jameson, his black mustache curled and shiny with something that smelled of beeswax, had made her nervous from the moment she'd shaken his limp, sweaty hand. Her father had always told her that you could tell a lot about a person by their handshake, and she didn't like this man already. Hello, Miss Walker, he'd said, the ends of his mustache rising with his smile, if you could call it a smile. It seemed to her more like a sneer. Hello, Mr. Jameson. Thank you for meeting with me, she said, wishing her stomach would stop doing somersaults. Oh, you're very welcome. I had intended to set up a meeting myself due to the urgent nature of your situation. Her eyebrows rose as she couldn't fathom what he meant. Her parents had just died, and she spent all her time baking with her skeleton staff. Urgent, she said quietly. Yes, urgent. I'm not sure if you're aware, but the bank holds the mortgage on your bakery. She sighed, wishing her sister Suzanne was with her. She had a better sense for business. Sadie just liked to bake. I wasn't aware of that, Mr. Jameson. Well, now you know, he said as he crossed over to sit behind the big, mahogany desk in his office. He was a short man, and the leather chair he plopped in was so big she thought he looked like a schoolboy at his father's desk. She wondered if his feet could reach the ground and suppressed a smile. He cleared his throat and continued. However, it is with great regret that I inform you the bank has decided to foreclose on the mortgage for your bakery. Sadie sat, speechless, her jaw dropping. She remembered herself, closed her mouth, and stood up. Mr. Jameson, I don't understand this. Why? Well, your parents are quite in arrears, and it is well within our right to do so. Even though the bakery is doing well, you would have a very difficult time making up the past due monies. Can you give me an opportunity to try, Mr. Jameson? She asked, her heart in her throat, as her world, as she knew it, crumbled around her. I hardly think that a young, single woman in her early twenties would be qualified to do that, my dear. And the bank has an offer on the building in cash that is double what your loan is. Enough time has lapsed that it is well within our right to call in the mortgage, and I have no doubt you cannot raise enough to pay it. Her head reeled, and her breath quickened. She reached into her bag and retrieved her white leather gloves, 
hoping that she could stop her hands from trembling as she yanked them on, one after the other. Hoping her voice wasn't trembling as well, she asked, How long do I have? A month, he'd said.